Welcome to the Eden Podcast, where we think again about the Bible on women and men. And we start with the correct understanding of what happened in the Garden of Eden back in the beginning. Today, we'll be hearing from Bruce C.E. Fleming, founder of the True 316 Project. He's a former academic dean and professor of practical theology. The foundation of the True 316 Project is based on the research of Dr. Joy Fleming, who wrote the book, Man and Woman in Biblical Unity, Theology from Genesis 2 to 3. Do you know what the 11 Hebrew words mean that God spoke to the woman in the Garden of Eden? Bruce and Joy put that and more in the Book of Eden, Genesis 2 to 3. We invite you to get a copy today and make sure you have a solid foundation for understanding the seven key passages on women and men in the Bible. It turns out when Genesis 3.16 becomes clear, all the other passages become clear too. You can learn more at our website, true316.com. That's tru316.com. And now enjoy today's episode of The Eden Podcast. The focus of this episode is the Eden Bible Study, and our guest is Gene Borland. Welcome, Gene. Thank you, Bruce. Gene has been serving Christ many, many years overseas, uh, in churches in the States. We're going to be focusing on the Garden of Eden here, and I have a two-page PDF that I put together, and you can interact with me as we go through it. I know you have a copy. By the way, if you'd like a free copy of The Eden Bible Study, go to tru316.com. That's true316.com. And download the two-page PDF. That way you'll have a copy of what Gene and I are talking about right now. If you're ready to go deeper, right now we have a whole course on Genesis chapters 2 and 3 called, appropriately enough, The Eden Course. And you can find that at theedencourse.com. Dot com. The problem? We have a verse in Genesis 3.16 that has been poorly translated, so poorly that great harm has been done and is being done. To put that verse in context, we need to go back to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the Garden of Eden and start with the attack. So, Gene, this Eden Bible study goes from chapter 3, verse 1, up to the first part of Genesis 3.16. When you were working overseas, and as a pastor, how many times did you cover this material? I covered it several times in terms of teaching uh, the scriptures from the English translation. And um, I never went into it in the depth that obviously you are doing uh, with your work and with Joy's work. So I'm thankful for the study and um, ready to learn. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's try this. Then we'll just—I'm just start reading from the uh, from the Bible study itself, and then uh, please jump in and interact as we go along. Okay. Back in the beginning, Satan attacked the woman and the man. He succeeded in getting them to eat the forbidden fruit. We find that in Genesis chapter three, verses one to six. When God asked the man what he had done. The man failed to point out the role of the serpent tempter who had lied to them and twisted God's word. Instead, the man turned on God and on the woman and blamed them for his rebellion. Yeah, it's, Bruce, just uh, in there, it's, it's always interesting what isn't said sometimes in Scripture and which points you in the right direction. So this, uh, he, he missed saying this, and it's good to pick up on the fact that that's what he missed. 
Right. In Genesis 3.12, we have that. So he's talking, he says, uh, the woman whom you, you know, gave to be with me, you know, da-da-da, and, and I ate. But he doesn't say anything about the, <laughs> the very important vo voice that they heard there at the tree. Nor does he say anything about what God had told him not to do. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. He was supposed to have listened to God's word himself that he heard and reported in Genesis chapter 2. And he wasn't supposed to eat of the fruit, but he did. When God asked the woman what she had done, the woman confessed her disobedience and unmasked the serpent tempter. She correctly told God that the serpent tempter had deceived her, Genesis 3.13. Immediately, God acted on the woman's words and cursed the serpent, 3.14. Next, God confirmed that the woman would be Satan's combatant. I will put enmity between you and the woman, God said and announced to Satan that the woman's offspring would crush his head. This is called in Latin, and it's a theological term, the protevangelium, or the first announcement of the good news. And this is, really, it has two parts. Part one is given here in Genesis 3.15. Then in 3.16, God turned back to the woman and promised her conception. Heron is Hebrew word number four in line one of 3.16 that stands for the, the word in English conception. God told her she would still fulfill the blessing God gave the humans on day six. The humans would be fruitful and multiply, and most specifically, the woman would bear the seed or offspring who would defeat Satan. Now, when he tells her this in Genesis 3.16, line one, this is the Protevangelium part two. God gave to her the good news of the promised champion which was yeah, has come to be seen as something so much fuller than she could possibly have appreciated at that time. Uh, and yet uh, it has to improve uh, her own feeling of trust towards what God would do. Right. You know, in the day that you eat thereof, you will die. And, and so they're trying to figure out what's, what's that mean? Well, they, they became mortal. They were separated from God. They, but but God's still talking to her, and he says, yes, I still promise to give you uh, this blessing. I'll, I'll help you multiply your offspring, and you will be the, the mother of the Messiah. Fantastic news in word four in Genesis 3.16, line one. Now, there's, a, there's another word here that uh, my wife, Joy, uh, Dr. Joy Fleming, did her doctoral research on this, and she points this out. God also told her that she would experience toil along with the man in doing field work. That would be because God would curse the ground because of the man. As a result, both would experience sorrowful toil. Now, the Hebrew word for that in, is word three in line one of 316, and that's, that's itzabon. We have to understand these two words, itzabon and uh, aron, only through our translations. And so we, we can't read the Hebrew, we can't see it. And I found that maybe the very best translation is part of the King James Version tradition. The way they translate the, the, the recent versions of the King James are all the way back to the one first version from 1611. Um, here are God's words to the woman in line one of 316, as translated into, into English in the King James Version of 1611. I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. Of course, King James in those days, everybody said thee and thou and thy. So 
That's the Old English. I will greatly multiply thy sorrow, that's word three, and thy conception, or it could be thy toil and thy conception. Now, sorrow or sorrowful toil is what both the man and woman will experience doing fieldwork of the cursed ground with their hands. Is this sorrow on fieldwork childbirth? Of course not. Then the other word is conception or pregnancy. That happens in the nine months before childbirth. Is this the act of childbirth? No. But modern language of the versions, take a look at your Bible, see what you can read there. Uh, modern language of the Bible have changed the connection between word three, sorrowful toil, and God's words to the man in 317. They've also erased the obvious connection of Hebrew word four, conception, with God's promise to the woman of offspring who would crush Satan's head in 3.15. Just thinking about it, it takes a while, as you well know, to take in uh, this new understanding of the two words instead of the one word and not connect it uh, to any kind of curse that uh, might have been on Eve related to her as a person or childbirth. So it's good to go over this two or three times uh, in your own study. All right. Now, what, what you're talking about, Gene, when you say one word, is that modern English translations have taken those two words and they've crammed it into, into just one, one idea. And I, uh, I had my Bible pulled up here uh, for the NIV, and uh, it's on my phone. And as I scroll here, I got it. Genesis 3.16, and the NIV says, now listen, try to listen for those two words, toil and, and conception. To the woman, he said, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. <laughs> so that's one thing. It's pains in childbearing very severe. It's got, I don't hear word three. I don't hear word four in Hebrew. Instead, we've got, they're talking about something else. Your pains in childbearing, very severe. When Joy and I were working in Africa, and well, even here in the States and even in Europe, we used to ask the question, how many times did God curse in the Garden of Eden? Uh, how many times do you think they said, Gene? Well, um, I, you know, without this better understanding, I probably would have said, well, at least three or four times, you know, the serpent, the man, the woman, the ground. <laughs> right, and sometimes people go on. In fact, uh, in an ancient Jewish text, they said there were 10 curses on Eve. And they, they, they really, really went overboard with that. It's a terrible thing because God didn't curse Eve or Adam or limit woman in any way in this passage. But it, it, people think he did. So <clears throat> let's talk about this. If God cursed Eve with pain in childbirth, when we were in Africa, people reasoned this way. If God's going to curse somebody, then they must have deserved it. And if he cursed the woman, then based on that information, woman must have been flawed from the start. And a lot of people say, well, if she's flawed, you know, the first one was flawed. What about all the rest of the women? Now, this is, this is where you get bad attitudes coming in. And, and they say, okay, we better limit a woman's quote-unquote destructive nature. We better do, limit, it in the, limit what she is able to do in the home, and we better limit women in church. And, and yet none of that kind of thinking is, is related to what is actually said in the Hebrew text. 
Right. And if I, I have the assumption that if it were a curse, it would be forever. I mean, cursing the ground was now a part of a good creation. Cursing the serpent uh, was a way of saying that there would be an end to Satan. So it would have long lasting effect. Right. Those curses are still going on today, aren't they? Yeah, mm -hmm. they are. But there's no curse on Adam, which is really important to notice. God, God could have said, cursed are you, just like he said to the serpent, but he said, cursed is the ground because of you. Mm -hmm. So he didn't curse the man, and there's there's no word even used for, for curse when God talks to the woman. There's another interesting thing here, actually, when you talked about pain and childbirth, um, People make a big deal of line two in Genesis three sixteen, and and they say, oh, see, there's there's pain not only in line one, but there's also pain in line two. Well, actually, as Joy has shown, there's not pain in childbirth in line one, and there's not even pain in childbirth in line two. The Hebrew word is a pun. The Hebrew word for tree, they ate the forbidden fruit from that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So there's a pun on the word tree, which is etz in Hebrew. And when it says, uh, talks about line two with the woman, it says, with etsev, you will bring forth children. And etsev is used other places in the Old Testament. It means effort, hard work. Mm -hmm. So he's, it's not even focusing on pain there. Um, I recently interviewed on the Eden podcast uh, a woman who said she's had many, many children. And for her first several deliveries, she did not use any pain uh, relief because she felt that uh, she she had heard that you're supposed to experience pain in childbirth, and uh, so she made sure she did. That's that's just not there. There's so many things that are not in this verse or in this passage. There's also the gentleness and the grace of God when He talks to her and He says, "You know, you've told me the truth about what happened with this tempter here," and He confirms her as the combatant against Satan. And then he confirms her that there will be a deliverer through her, her, through her offspring. And there's also the grace of God, as he says to the man, cursed is the ground, and he doesn't curse the man. There's a couple of big, big points here for that. Okay, I'm going to keep reading now on the, on the next page here. Okay. okay. After getting Genesis 3.16 wrong, modern translators and commentators have gone on to misread other passages on women and men in the Bible. They act as if Eve was the temptress and as if Adam was the combatant against Satan. This twisting of the truth and reversal of the facts is in line with Satan's aims as he continues to work against us all, but especially as he combats women. Yeah, I think that's really, you know, it's just important to notice that, that it was the serpent that was the one doing the tempting. So we have spiritual combat going on today, too. And I think that God is helping us to fight back, even right now, through the Eden podcast and the other materials that we have as we try and help people understand that God didn't curse Eve or Adam or limit woman in any way. The Eden Bible Study is a free PDF, and I encourage you to get a copy of it back to the website, true316.com. And if you would like to go deeper, and skip the fiction, learn the facts, sign up for the Eden course. You can walk through the Garden of Eden in eight great lessons following the videos by Jessica Nagy. 
She's put together some great quizzes. You will discover extra resource materials along the way. You will encounter familiar insights. You will make new discoveries in every lesson. Simply go to theedencourse.com. Thanks for listening to The Eden Podcast. Do you have your own copy of The Book of Eden, Genesis 2-3, to and our other books on the seven key passages on women and men in the Bible? Visit our website at true316.com. Do you want to go deeper? You're invited to enroll in the current study unit of True School. Take a look. Go to true316.com slash school.